Our Australian correspondent around this time every Saturday is Adam Peacock from codesports.com.au. Thanks for your time as always, Adam. I want to start with the cricket, actually. Uh, I, don't, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to gloat. It's not as though our cricketers have been absolutely setting the world on fire. But India dominating Australia after the first two days of the first cricket test in Nagpur. Australia all out 177. India 321 for 7 in reply, Robert Sharma making 120. That's a lead of 144 with three first innings wickets in hand. So it's been all India in the first couple of days. What's been the story here? Yeah, not good. Uh, thanks for starting with that, Piney. Beautiful Saturday. <laughs> You've just ruined it. No, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to get any better this, this afternoon um, when the, the test starts again. But, yeah, we're, uh, we're in a fair heap of trouble. Um, we're just lost our way in the, the third session yesterday, um, lost our way with the ball at the start of India's innings and lost our way with the bat. So you, you add all that up together and that's the position Australia finds um, ourselves in and we're all supporting boys over there. It's just one of those things. It's a very hard place to go and play. India know the conditions and yeah, you, you, you think you're uh, on the front foot because you got rid of Kohli, you got rid of Pajara and then Jadeja comes in um, batting all, uh, bowling all rounder, and he, he looks nearly flawless in his uh, 60 odd that he has so far. And Rohit Sharma as well at the top. So, yeah, tough old, uh, tough old initiation to some of these cricketers to uh, Indian conditions for the first time. And some of the old heads have seen this, they've read this book before. Adam, why isn't Travis Head playing? I, I look at his scores against the West Indies in South Africa over the home summer in Australia: uh, 99, 175, 38 not out, 92. Uh, he got a darker 51 and 70. Why isn't Travis Head playing? That's a very, very good question. Um, they've basically gone for a uh, for batters that are more adept at slower, lower pitches, and um, they've, they've decided against Travis Head, who they've obviously pinned as a guy who loves a bit of bounce in the pitch, and that's why he did well here over the summer. And let's be honest, West Indies didn't serve up much of a fight, and um, South Africa are a huge letdown. So I think they've they've seen that that's overestimated um, that form and, and gone with Renshaw and Hanscom who they think uh, are able to handle the turn and the the, uh, the sluggishness of the deck over there and look I, I don't believe in that theory I think a confident player is a good player and Travis Head's come off a great summer so I, I, I couldn't work it out and he's he's handy with the ball as well so um, yeah, that, that, that was a massive head scratcher for me. There is a bright spot though. Uh, Todd Murphy on debut, and uh, often spinners, you know, as you've outlined, do well in these conditions. But a, a five on debut for for young, presume he's young, Todd Murphy. Yeah, he's only 22, 23, and he's he's barely played ten first class matches, so he's he's really young in his career, and he hasn't been overawed, and oh, he's. he's Got a couple of wickets with some pretty average deliveries. He got Coley with one down leg side that Coley should have just left alone, but it was the first ball after lunch and he got suckered into it. And yeah, it's it's just a great moment for him, and it's it's been the one bright spot for Australia um, that he has been able to uh, aim up and, and perform pretty well, and you know um, outshine Nathan Lyon in in this first test. So it looks like he's he's locked in for the rest of the series or the next couple of tests at the very least. Um, Todd Murphy, so. Yeah, it's um, a good story, but there's not many of them, unfortunately, for Australia. All right, let's go to the NRL. Uh, the Rugby League Players Association and the NRL have been in talks all week trying to thrash out a new collective bargaining agreement. Uh, some of the male players had suggested they might uh, use this weekend's 
trial tournament to protest about how long this is taking, covering jersey sponsors, delaying kickoff times. They've decided they won't do that, but are we any closer to a, a resolution here? Um, I think so. Like they, they came out yesterday about an hour before those trials last night and said, "Oh, look, we're not going to." We're not going to go through with our threat of doing those things you mentioned, um, but it's still on the table if the NRL kind of um, go backwards from what progress was made this week. Look, I don't know the exact detail, but what I understand is that uh, a bit of progress was made on the women's CBA, which is an integral part of this whole process and, and why the rugby league players are blowing with the NRL. So... Apparently, a little bit of progress was made there, not enough to actually get something done, but enough to say, look, we'll, we'll put down our knives, if you like, for this weekend, and uh, but we're going to pick them straight back up if you, early next week, you decide to go back on what you've, what progress has been made this week. It's just a mess. It's just, uh, it's unfathomable that it, it's got to February when we were talking about this in August, September, saying there's no CBA. It's just... Uh, I, I don't know how it's come to this, but um, it's, it doesn't paint each, either side in a good light that it has got to this. Yeah, no, it certainly does. It will watch with interest as to the possible resolution of that. And uh, to football, uh, a lot of the uh, the great A-League men's games have been Sydney derbies, and we get another incarnation tonight, Western Sydney against Sydney FC. Uh, Western Sydney currently third with the Mariners' win last night. Sydney FC have just uh, snuck into the top six off the back of a couple of good results. Uh, what are the main storylines uh, around tonight's Sydney derby at Combank Stadium? Oh, it's certainly... A- uh, it's going to be a nice night. It's beautiful in Sydney, and uh, there's going to be a big crowd there. I understand upwards of a, a packed house at Combank Stadium, which, if you haven't been to, I'm not sure if you have. Fine, it's, it's probably the best football stadium in Australia right now in terms of football because it's 30,000 and the sound gets locked in. It's like a it's like a Bundesliga ground. It's unreal, modern. Um, but Western Sydney resurgent, Sydney FC showing signs, two wins in a row when Corica, Steve Corica, their coach, was pretty much a goner two weeks ago. So, yeah, it's it's great. It's, there's a bit of pressure there. If Sydney lose, they're back on their heels again. If Western Sydney lose, it's like, oh, is this a false dawn? That our good form so far. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great contest and it means a lot to a lot of people here in Sydney who follow each side and yeah, can't wait to watch it. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it over the other side of the uh, the ditch as well. As always, Adam, appreciate your uh, your insight into sporting matters uh, on your side of the ditch. Look forward to more from you same time next Saturday. Sounds good. Thanks, Barney. Thanks, Adam. Adam Peacock there from codesports.com.au updating us on the big uh, issues in Australian sport at around this time every Saturday afternoon.